Hi friends, I'm Erin from Whalen Farms and Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 100 plus acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we are building our homestead from the ground up. Well, hello friends. It is another episode of the Homestead Journey podcast and as promised, well, I don't know if I promised on here, if I promised on Instagram, but I have my husband with me today, Travis, and we are going to talk all things homesteading and just kind of the first year homesteading and his takeaways and experience. And I had people on Instagram, um, I had a little box that they could fill out to ask him questions. So we are going to go through those, plus a few questions that I just get asked all the time routinely that I'm going to cover with him. Travis, would you like to say hi? Hello, everybody. No, but you had to be a little bit more closer. Hello, everybody. No, that's okay. So we're it's late, and he worked today, and so he's being all sassy. So I apologize in advance if <laughs> he's sassy, if he cops an attitude. Okay, so first off, though, I have to say, a slightly a hit to my pride, but Travis can attest to this, that anytime I have him on my podcast or I have him in a reel or I have him somehow in some form of my content, the content always does better. Is this true? I, I, yeah, I guess so. That bring another element. Why do you think it is? Do, is it because people are craving to know like what the husband thinks behind the crazy wife? Who knows? Probably just like anything different causes interest. Okay, I think it's I think it's literally because a lot of people want to homestead, or maybe they want a more supportive spouse while homesteading. Do you consider yourself a supportive spouse? Tentatively. What does that mean? Yeah, no, I'm. Yes. I feel for the I'm most I'm supportive part. as I can be. I don't know what that means. Okay, well, let's just get into it then. Okay, so partnership in the homes. Should I ask the general questions first or should I ask people's questions first? The people's questions are kind of, they're fun. I don't know. What do you think? Give the people what they want. Okay. Okay. So first question, do you consider yourself a city boy did you feel like as in did you feel prepared to homestead when we got here or did you just feel like it was a full learning curve that question has a lot of layers so (laughs) do i consider myself a city boy well the first 20 years of my life i was in seattle the second 20 years of my life i was in the heart of spokane which is the second okay, largest city. You just turned forty, yeah. so you did not spend the majority. Okay, so the last two years, years have been here. Eighteen years in Spokane. Okay, but so no. It, okay, so but when we married, we lived downtown Spokane. So right. we were like in the heart. I've but never then, not lived in a city. But then we went moved to Mead, and that was like on the cusp. We had half an acre there. He's down making... a road <laughs> with a whole bunch of houses surrounded by five hundred more houses. Okay, but that was not country living. Okay, to add, but to add in some the city on the edge of it, I guess. But okay. it was not. Listen, okay, but to add some dimension to this, but you guys went camping all the time. Your dad hunted a yes. ton. Yeah, we were outdoors people. I started hunting when I was like eight. Yeah, I, so you weren't like, you did outdoor activities. I knew what the wilderness and being out in the vast expanses was, but I didn't live in it. Okay, so so you would consider yourself a city boy then? Yes. Okay. <laughs> did you feel prepared for this homestead life? I guess I didn't understand what... A homestead life would mean. Well, what I, does it mean to you? Do we are we living that to you? I think there's a lot of preparation to be cons- in my mind. I guess my mindset of a homesteader is different. Travis's mind is perfection in everything. 
I mean, if you're not growing everything that you eat and you're not but we, having a whole bunch of animals and like, are you like faux homesteading or are you no, just stop it? Uh, one foot layers. in. You oh. can't you can't homestead criticize. I, I guess <laughs> the property that we chose had nothing with it. It was just property. It, it was didn't an come old with, homestead that was almost worse than buying from scratch. Because yeah, there was no fences, no everything. buildings. Yeah. There was no open areas. So everything that we're going to try to do is going to be like we get we got to either reimagine, restart, redo everything. And I, you know, I have a a job that demands a lot, so I guess that it just adds a lot. Okay, so that leads into another question. Um. How do you manage being a dad, a husband, a full-time worker, and a home reno slash farmer? I mean... Dead air's not good. You have to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, my brain wants to go to a bunch of sarcastic stuff. But really, it, you, just, you just compartmentalize, you know. Uh, I've been doing the same job for 20 years. And I, I guess the biggest thing is, is when you get home, you got to just kind of... You know, I like every health self book you've ever heard or every inspirational person. But you really do. You just kind of got to put that on pause. Otherwise, you never get anything done. When you're home, you're home. You're working on stuff from the home. And honestly, if you don't come home and think, man, I get to go build this. Or, man, I get to go fix this fence. Or, oh, I get to go on my tractor and go tear down all this forest and drag trees around. And it's not, that doesn't seem like fun. It seems like just a hell of a lot more work. You really, you shouldn't do this then. It shouldn't be, you know, like, I'm not saying I like, woo, I get to get up and do 16 hours more work on my days off. But it's like, if that isn't the type of stuff that in your mind you think is exciting or like could be fun. And don't get me wrong, when we moved here, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know that like I would want to do it. How about that? I think a lot of the apprehension over the years is like, man, do I really want to work 60 hours a week and then, you know, just keep working. I get home after a 12 hour day and then keep on working for another couple hours. If you know, your body allows you or wake up on your day off and just get up and start working. Like (laughs) it, it's not for everyone for sure. But you didn't know if it was for you, but you jumped and decided to do it anyhow and you've enjoyed it. Yep. So that could be some encouragement to some people out there. I mean, it, it's a different type of rewarding, you know, and I've never been a person who, plays video games or gets super dedicated to any type of like TV genre or, you know, I, I like watching movies and shows. Don't get me wrong, but it's like if I, if someone came to me and said, you can never watch TV again. I, I don't think I care. Like it just, that's fine. Just find something else to entertain your brain. But it, I, I could never have said like building the chicken coops and fences and clearing land and learning how to use a, a tractor would be something that I knew I would enjoy. I just, you, you kind of just go out on a hope and hope it works out. Well, I guess. men and machinery and you get to burn a lot of things. And I feel like there's a lot of perks for any kind of guy who, but it is a lot of work. And I don't think we knew it was going to be work, but I don't think even we understood the level of dedication and commitment that this property would take from us. Yeah, I think there was, there was a, a lot of hope that things would go faster and we've, yes, we definitely just you got to embrace the fact that things take time and anything worth having doing whatever takes time yeah i completely agree um i think that was a good answer 
what encouragement do you have for women whose husbands are not on board with the farm life slash moving across the country? Okay, but okay, let's get context to this. Travis wasn't either at the very beginning because he grew up in the city. I grew up on the farm. We had a happy medium for the first 10 plus years of our marriage. We always had big backyards. I was able to guard and he participated. We had chickens from the very beginning, but it was a two-year process of me two years before we even moved saying, I feel the nudge to move. And Travis entertaining the idea, but not really, I don't think. Like, okay, give your thoughts on that. What encouragement do I have for women whose husbands are not on board? Well, I guess my encouragement has to come to the husband because I don't know how to encourage <laughs> wives. Like, all I can say is you have to decide what kind of lifestyle you want. Because if it's going to some social scene or going to events all the time or you know, you can still travel or whatever as long as you have a good network, but this is the life. Like, you don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound down or nothing, but like gardening, taking care of things, taking care of your house. Even if, even if we put a brand new house here, you're in the elements, you're in the woods, you're taking care of animals, you're taking care, like, it's always going to be constant, that type of stuff. So it depends on what you think is fun, I suppose. And I guess for a wife, if your dream is to move to acreage and take care of animals and have someone come alongside you and do that with you, you need to have real conversations about what that means and what dedication you need from the other person, yeah. you know. And if they really want to do that, because you can't just like be demanding or... I don't know. You can't. You can't hope the person's just gonna like have a completely like you know. Is it kind of like in of marriage? Life. How when yeah. in marriage you should come into the marriage knowing how many like around how many kids do you even want kids? Are you gonna go to church? Like basic things. Right. Politics. Is it not kind of the same with if someone starts a homestead? You you have to set expectations beforehand. Is he gonna help? If he's gonna help, based on if you get two acres or if you get two hundred acres, you know. So knowing his investment or what he wants in it, I think then maybe he'll do it, but just so you both go into it knowing what his part's going to be and, or right. what his part is not going to be. You have to think most men that are around my age, you know, mid, like 40, mid 40s, they have a, a set pattern in life. They have a set things they like to do, a set group of friends. My, my, my genre age range is between 25 to 45 is mostly. Just so you know. I would even say as a younger man, like, you, you know what your hobbies and your, your interests are and you know what your Okay, but you were not doing this time. when you were young and no. yet you're you're in it now. Yeah. But you change you have to be able I mean, overall, like you it's have to it's get closer it's, to the mind. it's a complete lifestyle. Yeah. So, I mean, you <laughs> I I guess I could still go golf. I haven't. I've golfed like 3 times since we moved here. There's you also know, the pattern but... of the we we are literally putting holes over a boat that was sinking. Not everyone yeah. goes into homesteading like that. that. So that's the level. If <clears throat> exactly. you buy level. a whole place with fences and barns and things like already. Like the pre-made farm or ready. like yeah. the, exactly. That's true. Okay. So but that, even, even if you, in my opinion, because we haven't experienced that, but even if you were to buy that, fences break. Yeah. Things happen. Animals get out. All the time. You know, it's not, it's not something you can do as a part-time hobby. Like it's either your lifestyle or it's not. 
I think it was, but it's it, but it can be fun, it can be rewarding, and it's it. Okay, well, so after that, do you yeah. think it's fun and rewarding? As far as like what we're doing now, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've always been someone who liked doing home renovation projects, and I've always like th- that's not new. It, it's definitely you know, not the, from the, the very scope beginning. of this house is probably new. Like I didn't. <laughs> I'm not a contractor. I've never had any. He always says that, but then we just go to YouTube or anything, you know. So you you have to be not afraid to try. That that I would say being a homesteader, like that's number one. You got you gotta not be afraid to try, because if you're a type of person that would rather hire everything out, you go bankrupt doing. You can't. You can't as a homesteader unless you come into it like bougie money, which most people don't have. That when you most people homestead to be more self sufficient. And also, I think to save money, maybe not so much now, it's more like quality. I don't think it's saving money. Homesteading is not, I mean, you can go to a grocery store and buy Exactly, but it's the quality. It's yes. the quality, for sure. Okay. Well, that I think I answered some of those. So we're going to get into a few other ones. Yeah. Okay. Wait, did I do? Oh, there's another one here. Sorry. Highs and lows. Oh, no. Never mind. We already did that one. Okay. Partnershipping in homestead. So how do you feel that you collaborate me, with me in the homestead, like just responsibilities, tasks? Do you think that those are paired out well? Do you, what do you consider your tasks on the homestead versus what I do day to day? I mean, I can say for me and the kids, we do the chores mostly day to day. Now, if I, Travis is off and I am tired or something, and I want to sleep in, he'll get up early and you'll go out and you'll do, let the chickens out and you'll do the chores. He'll feed the pigs. But on a day to day, just like normal can, including your days off, how do you feel like that goes? <laughs> that's that's kind of a round the way question, right? Uh, I am infrastructure. I will build things and I will <laughs> make things, and I don't really have any desire to have the day to day contact with the animals part. I don't, I don't mind feeding or doing stuff, but like, I'm not in this because like I'm some giant animal lover and just wants to have a whole bunch, like to me, I, I mean that, that, I guess that's why we work well together, right? Like you're yeah. the person who has the heart for that. And I like getting out chainsaws and getting out <laughs> drills and going to Home Depot and Lowe's or wherever else or lumber store and just creating something out of a sketch on a piece of paper. So for me, I guess that's that's where my challenge in lies and like that's what i like doing but no i mean i'd I'd rather ride a dirt bike than a horse any day (laughs) which i think is why we work well because i'm totally fine with the day and i like to do the check-ins because i am i worked at the vet clinic for years i want to touch the animals i want to see them we all know in the family anyone who had issues even friends would call me about their animals and so i am that person who's checking who's on the watch for everything who has the eye out and i don't really trust anyone else with that responsibility either like the kids obviously will do basic chores but if there's any kind of issue and they see something that i need to check i go out there and do that and so i like to have hands on every day that to me is very important and also for the kids and i'm kind of teaching them that and then yeah i mean we wouldn't have the chickens without travis building the chicken coop i wouldn't have the garden without travis building the garden like yes i help and i give him the ideas but i would i mean how many hands would i have lost by now do you think if i was (laughs) in charge of that yeah. Everybody has the rule. So I think that kind of covered the next question, which was involvement in animal care. I mean, you clean a chicken coop with Tyron. You're basically the chicken coop cleaner. You guys go over there and do that. Yeah. So my 
chicken coop doesn't rot out. <laughs> that is not true. I, I don't enjoy playing with chicken. You've always, though, you started doing it at Pine yeah. Glen, and so I was like, okay, cool, if you're going to do that. Well, yeah, I want to do my part. I want to help out. Yeah, and then he'll, you help in the garden sometimes. Like, you'll come out there, you'll chat, you'll end up pulling a few weeds and stuff. But again, like, yeah. the gardening's my thing. I enjoy that. And so any kind of effort that he puts in with that is a bonus. Like, he helped me make it. From there on out, everything else is just a bonus. Well, I guess in that in that time or that mindset like i have to look at the time that i get and how it can be best applied cuz we don't want you working all the time right. like we want you to have off time well and you, even at that like is pulling weeds more important than the next project that needs to be handled truthfully you know? yes like time management when you have a full time job yeah when your time management is able to be moved around you can weed one day or not one day or whatever but like for me when I have my day off, I'm already planning the day before what time I'm going to get up, what I'm going to get accomplished, where I need to go. If I get, you know, because everywhere is an hour or so from here. So it's like, yeah. can I buy stuff after work to get it so I'm not wasting my day off driving around? That type of stuff. Um, okay. So the next one is joint decision making. Explore how decisions are made on the homestead. Discuss instances where joint decision-making played crucial roles, whether it's related to expanding the garden, acquiring new animals, or other significant choices. I'm going to let you take that one first. I feel like you have to make good financial decisions to have a long-term effect, right? Like, I might not have been on board with getting pigs as fast as we did because I just didn't feel like we had enough enclosure, but it worked out, and... We got quite a bit of meat out of it. Yeah, ton which of meat. Good yes. meat, you know. But it was the overall a expense <laughs> wasn't what I expected it to be. But again, I've never done stuff like this. So I wasn't sure what to expect. But again, having self control, not always just doing the fun stuff, is probably the hardest part because there's, you know, while it'd be fun to rip out your entire kitchen and just put in new cabinets and flooring and be like, wow, when your foundation's falling apart. You got to do your foundation first, right? And that's what we did last year. It wasn't because we wanted to drop five, six thousand dollars on shoring up a section of our house just without, you know. There were so many other fun things right. we could have done. You could have made. <laughs> but then an, our house might have fallen in. So. Yeah. So I, 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 I think the the for me like the most important thing is make a list of everything that you want to do, everything, and then get it prioritized. How how what benefits what? Like if you can do some of the projects for less expensive and get going on what you want to do good but if you know you're sacrificing the end goal and then you know i don't know how many times i've heard well you can just do it again not going to do it again like if so waiting until you have the right funds or the right time frame sometimes the temporary fix is okay patience is most of the time it's not okay so travis am i a patient person no and sometimes (laughs) sometimes you have to deny like your desire to want something right now versus like if you waited another year maybe two you could have it all set the way you need to be i'm not good at that so obviously you can see (laughs) this is the balance that we're talking about (laughs) so okay with that though i will give travis so joint decision making so like expanding gardens or something i i love to chat and talk i never like go out and do something without you knowing whether you want me to do it or not, there's always some forewarning either way. And I usually wait, right? I asked you about the pigs before I got them. But like, so what? <laughs> he's just over here laughing. 
Okay. So with playing the gardens and stuff, though, I come up with ideas. I look on Pinterest. I just kind of walk around and dream. And then I always, don't I say, Travis, when you have a moment, I want to talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is now I go through. And then we go through, and I kind of give him my vision for what I want. He always wants, like, can you send me plans? Can you? He doesn't want to... You don't want to just like come up with it. You usually like to be able to go with some sort of plan, yeah? I I guess like for me, the hardest thing is nine times out of 10, I'll get done with something and be like, man, this I could have done it differently or done it this way or done it. I'm sure everyone says A faster that, way, right. But so in this mindset or homesteading or whatever label you want to throw on whatever you're doing, just, yeah, just, just do it. Like anything can be fixed. Anything can be changed, you know, but the research part of it, if you don't have that that heart like you could waste a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of yeah. effort so yes whenever you come to me or but what ask I me love, to do things i try to figure i try to look and see how many how people have done it as many different ways that they've done things so i can try to use the best best with our resources the most done and usually after i talk and i say well this is what i want to do if there's any kind of like, this shouldn't happen because of so-and-so. Travis will bring up viewpoints of discussion. And then we'll kind of finalize, okay, this is the plan we want. And from there, we both, you're really good with Facebook Marketplace, but we'll go on there. And before we go to Lowe's or Home Depot or something else, we're always checking local lumber, lumber yards or Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist to find good deals for items. Again, it's one of those sit-and-wait games of I don't want to pay the full price. So we're going to sit and we're going to wait it out. And we're going to just like, yeah. while we're watching a show or whatever else we're doing, we're just going to constantly be scrolling <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. Well, it's like a, a, a good, for example, when I first we first moved here, I knew the amount of work that we had to do, a tractor would be nice. It'd be nice to have, right? Yeah. So we started looking. I started looking like in July. Well, there wasn't a single tractor for sale at all for like months. So I was like, you know what? Just, <laughs> I'm just going to go buy a tractor. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> <laughs> great financial choice let's just you know but as you'll learn there's certain times of the year where people get rid of stuff right they don't get rid of tractors in the middle of the season which yeah. <laughs> if you're not a farmer or know people like that or it's you, not something you, you think about you don't think about that you think well it's our sale in the last two months i guess people just don't sell them down here right the same for anything like paneling or fencing or there's times of the year where people upgrade or downgrade or, yeah. you know, you don't know what life's changes are going through. But normally there's times of the year where people start to sell things. And we've kind of learned that it's like, OK, well, make this list, keep a watch out. And then like all of a sudden, you know, there's 75 tractors for sale for half of what you paid that are barely used. It's like, oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Live and learn. So that would it would be nice to. Yeah have someone that is in the farming world that you know that you can bounce questions off of and not be afraid to ask stupid like ask stupid questions because i don't think half the time they are stupid we feel like we should know everything and when you can only learn so much off of the internet some of it is yeah. literally just talking to the neighbor talking to the person who has experience because that's the that's how it works like human contact is still the best yeah i guess Coming from like how I was raised or background or whatever, like going up to strangers and asking them about their lives or how they do things to me just does not seem normal. But since <laughs> moving here and just talking with everybody, just most people are very willing to share. My grandma would literally pull across the road if she saw someone's flower and knock on their door and ask them what their flower was. Right. Like my family was, I'm surprised we didn't get shot going to people's houses, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> there's, there's an element of that. Like find... If, if you're moving to a completely new area, you can find some sort of 
network or agriculture office or somewhere and you go the egg office is amazing yeah. they know everyone and they can at least point you in the right direction if not just straight up answer your questions okay so next one and we're going to kind of wrap up today but if you guys like this podcast with travis on there i don't know would you be opposed to being on more people had more questions no i mean i don't know what insights i could possibly offer but <laughs> <laughs> but sure. he's willing we yeah. like it okay so for us and our property this year what what would be your vision as far as what you want to complete? And then in dreamland, if you were able to go above and beyond, what would you like to see happen here this year? So what, what I would like to see or what is possible? Both. Uh, what, like what your, what your plans are. And then if we, if we can make it happen, what else? If we can, if I can make it happen this year, as far as the fence goes, I would like to get the whole perimeter fence repaired and standing back up. Because there's a good four wire barbed wire all the way around. And that we just discovered I, yeah, we, two weeks ago. We thought it went about halfway back on one side, but it's it's a full perimeter. I would like which, yeah, yeah. to get the full perimeter drive around and the fence fixed, which really that's not a lot of cost. It's just time. It's time. It's a lot just of time. Time. Um, 120 acres. I'd and like rectangles. A lot of time. I think from the move and. New, like not new job, I guess, because the same job, but new area, new people, new responsibilities. I think I'll, I didn't manage my time well enough. So for me this year, it's going to be time management as far as just have the actual projects I want to get done to get them done, not just hoping for the best or not like every day trying to come up with the day of plan on the day of. I don't want to do that this year. Well, so like but, what plans do you do you have? Like what do you? I would like to fence? get this little like three acre area up here fenced in so our dog has somewhere to run around yes it is like storming significantly outside so if you hear if you hear anything it's just the storm um i'd like to do that uh i'd like to re-get power to our shop somehow yes um i don't think that this year is going to be the airbnb's year because oh my airbnb (laughs) even if we were to take some sort of loan to get it done you know election years are terrible uh Unless the interest rate falls to the floor or some other avenue presents itself for us doing that. I just don't see the risk reward dynamic working on that. I don't think a lot of people are going to travel this year. Uh, I think we're, we're going to be strapped in for a wild year as far as politics and economic climates and things going back and forth go. Way to so I'd like, down. I'd like to see... <laughs> fencing go up i'd like to see where we clear the old barn get a little bit better cleared yes. um i i would like to make a small enclosure that maybe we could get a cow in at some point in time this year but not our main barn because i don't want to go we don't want to go have like we want to do our yeah. barn the, the if right i could way. wait one more year and do how i'd want to do it versus just like trying to force something not as good this year i'd rather wait of course but also, you know, you don't want to, I mean, you, your time on this planet is never guaranteed, right? So you can't wait forever. But if if we could get it to a point where we could take care of a cow good, you know, give it a good home, then yeah, I'd, I'd want to do that. So I think fencing this year. Last yeah. year it was it, well, in the kitchen. We have to do the kitchen this year. I don't think I told them about the kitchen. Well, I don't know if I told you guys about the kitchen. The kitchen's basically, they had a leak under the sink in the dishwasher for years, and they never... The renters probably told the person who owned the house, but I don't think she cared. So it just rotted out the floors. And if you, if Travis was to go right now in front of the sink and jump, would you not go straight through the floor? 
I don't know how it would happen. The, the cross <laughs> members are good. When we had the house inspected, we wanted to make sure because you could tell yes. the, the floor was spongy. But there's been a significant decrease in the structural soundness of the section right in front of the sink. Which we knew we were going to have to address. And we had a contract at one point in time who said he could take all the cabinets and countertops out, fix the floor, and put it back. It was only a couple of thousand dollars. So we were going to do that. But now... But then he no-showed on us and completely ditched out. Knowing my wife for as long as I've known her, the moment that I remove the cabinets and remove the floor, it's not going to go back how it is. She's going to want well, it no. changed. So uh, I'm going to start that project first. So that way, financially, <laughs> depending on how far down the old rabbit hole we go on that, I, I guess... Something too on a on a homestead is you don't want to start a whole bunch of projects that you can't finish and get overextended and then get in that sad situation where you're taking extra lines of credit against your house on the Which hopes. we have not done. No, no, no. But you know, you get in that spot where you're like, Well, I gotta get all this stuff finished now that I've started it and you take you a lot of credit. You don't want out. to get in that because everything right. is gonna cost more right. than you initially even if you bargain and even if you find good deals. There's not been one project we have come in under budget on. And Maybe if, the garden. And if the things that you're growing, like plants or animals or whatever, you depend on for some source of income, some years are good years, some years are bad years. And I would say that depend, like rolling the dice that you're going to have a great year and you take out a whole bunch of extra debt would not be a good idea. Which we almost did. We were approved yeah. for a line of credit on the on the Airbnb. We were. And we almost did that. And then, but, but we prayed about it and we pulled back and we said... This is not how we want to do it at this moment in time. There's we're, again, it was a it was a taking on too much. Is like we because at that point in time we were still working on the house and a bunch of other things, and so and we didn't have the gardens up yet. Like there was just it wasn't feasible, but it was I wanted to, I wanted to. Right. It was me. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to put your your personal dreams aside for the second and and look at it. Which is hard I look because at you everything. come here to with dreams, so yeah. it's hard to shelve them sometimes i think that goes back to like do you want a ready-built homestead farm or do you want to do it from scratch and if you do it from scratch are you financially prepared <laughs> enough to know that the cost burden you know one fence pole is 25 dollars <laughs> are you gonna are you, if gonna... you if you know a better deal let us know yeah i mean for an eight inch round eight foot long fence post that a cow can ram itself into man wait for my husband you know. to come in with the realism i think that's <laughs> but you got you got to know yeah what your costs are going to be and so you know we didn't need 125 acres in retrospect we could have found something with less acreage and we could have found something with more fences or more establishedness to it i think we're where we're supposed to be yeah. but if we had known if we had known we right. probably wouldn't have attempted everything if someone would have said, that, said that to us do you understand that you're not going to put $130,000 into a barn on your first year? Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, you know, you don't think about how much those type of established buildings cost. that's obviously cost. a bougie barn. Sure. Yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're a dream barn, right? Like, you think you're just going to go throw it up. It's $25,000 for a concrete slab. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not easy financial decisions. So, I mean, if you're going to have a 100 by 60 barn that's concrete reinforced and has rooms in it and power and plumbing and another well and blah, oh my. Okay, blah. okay, okay. Well, that's our problems. <laughs> right. No, I'm just saying, like, have a plan. Be ready. So, the, the whole thing is have a plan. 
Yeah. Be prepared with your spouse to know who's going to have what responsibilities and what each person is willing to take. And then really sit down and say, is two acres fine for us? Or are we going to have large animals where we're going to need more? But if we have large animals, is my spouse going to be willing to help? Because I don't know how many times the pigs got out and I was able to kind of make some sort of fix it fence. But I needed Travis. I needed two people. to. We needed two people down there to be able to fix some of the stuff that needed done. And I couldn't, I would have, if Travis was not willing to help me, I would have been very jaded and it would have affected our marriage. Like yeah. it would. Both both people have got to want it. And that's, I guess my like close out is you got to want it. It can't be like, you can't homestead one day and then not homestead the next. Like if you're yeah, going to no. take on animals and you're going to take on responsibilities and you, you got to have a plan and you got to have that mental mindset of like, some days are really fun. Some days are really, really not fun. Like, so what okay the, yeah. the last thing before we head out is what happened within that two years of you didn't really weren't good with it and then we decided to make an offer on this house sight unseen and move down here and you you like did a a whole flip flipty flop like how did that happen in your mind how did that go down were you yeah yeah how, just tell me <laughs> again dead air is not good <laughs> well that's a lot of question uh I don't know. I guess not really like a midlife crisis, I guess. But I, I guess I'd always lived my life one way. And I saw a thought process of, well, if I was ever going to give it a try to do something different, I felt like it was the right time. Like it was, you know. Was there maybe some, is this all there is? Like in our house, was there was there a moment of like, no, I, I no. wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say, is this all there is? We had a great life. We still have a great life. You know, like, I, I think what I saw was my kids going to uh, just standardized public school, which was fine. And then, but the, the opportunity to homeschool and have that different lifestyle. I think growing up in a kid in Seattle, riding your dirt bike around a little like 30 by 40 backyard and wishing that you had that freedom. Um, it, it, we had that chance, and I, I thought that it would be a fun transition, you know. And it, it is. It's it's just you don't know, I guess, until you do it. So it's just such an adventure. Yeah, it, the adventure part of it is probably what drew me in. It's like, okay, I've I've lived this way and I've done it this way. Would it be cool to live somewhere where you can't see your neighbors? Would it be cool <laughs> to, you know, when you turn the lights off in your house, it's just there's just vast you know, space and open fields and stars. Yeah. Just wilderness, you know, you're just disconnected. I've never lived that way. So I think the, the thought process beforehand was like, I've always wondered what it would be like. I always thought it would be cool. Like in theory, you know, obviously <laughs> I'm not, you know, first of all, I'll tell you, I'm not like a farmer, rancher, I've, I've, I will years? keep learning and keep going. And <laughs> Is it after two, five, seven years that you can officially call yourself a farmer or a homesteader? I don't know. Is it more <laughs> years done than not? So maybe when I'm 80, I'll <laughs> oh, God. say sure. <laughs> but no, yeah, I just, I my mindset turned when the opportunity presented itself and I felt a calling to do it, I suppose. Okay. I think that's a great sum up. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And let me know if you want Travis back on or if you have more questions and maybe we could do a part two depending on um, what we hear back from you guys. So until next time.